This is episode 12 of the Dragon Ball Insider Podcast, taking place on January 7th, 2016. What's going on, guys? Anthony here with DragonBallInsider.com. Here I'm with my co-host, Ryan Uchi Rojas, and a special guest... Danny, a.k.a. Geekdom, on YouTube, Twitter, and everywhere else. What's going on, guys? How are you? I'm great, I'm great man. How are you doing? Awesome. It is a good day or night. It's like, what time is it? Like, almost 2 o'clock now? It is 2 o'clock. It's a new morning. It's a new morning. Geekdom, Danny, why don't you introduce yourself, please? You've never been on our show, and we're very happy to have you on here, and I want you to tell everyone about yourself before we get started. I'm very, thank you. <laughs> yes, I'm Geekdom. Uh, Geekdom uh, is my YouTube channel. Check it out. Geekdom 101 is the channel name. Or you can go YouTube.com slash the epitome of Geekdom. But that's a very big word and very long. So just go to YouTube search and type Geekdom 101. My name is Danny, and I like to talk about Dragon Ball. I've been watching it for two decades now, since 94. No, 95? 95. 94? No, I discovered it in 94. <laughs> watched it in 95. And uh, love Dragon Ball. Love you guys. Lots of love going around. Absolutely. Yes. Feelings mutual. Thank so, you. <laughs> absolutely. So what we're going to talk about today is a little bit about the animation in Dragon Ball Super. Now, there is huge controversy surrounding the, anim- the animation specifically in Episode 5. And now, ever since Episode 5 of Dragon Ball Super, everyone seems to have a problem with every bit of animation. So we're going to go into a little bit of how the animation industry works. Um, some We're going to mention some costs involved and basically the, the process in which animation takes place. Now, just so everyone knows, we did some research um, with a lot of help from our good buddy, the Dragon Baller. You can find him online on Instagram primarily. And uh, we, we're going to look into this from a relatively objective um, look but at the same time, we're going to give our opinions and see where we stand among the fans that still to this time and day hate the series because of the animation. Because it's widely, it's widely criticized for that and that alone. And uh, I don't know if you guys agree, but that's how I'm seeing it right now. I mean, I think if you hate the series because of the animation, you don't, you're not really a fan. So I agree. Away. I agree completely. <laughs> <Go away. laughs> I mean, dude, okay, here's the, here's the bottom line. The animation here, here, in my opinion, my opinion, yeah, I feel like what happened was Dragon Ball Super Episode Five aired, and it was very poorly animated. We're going to get into why shortly, and I, I feel that what happened was people took certain screenshots and put it on the internet, and there were people who read the article who had not seen Dragon Ball Super, had no idea, and they assumed the entire series looked like that when it really did not. There's right. been moments of great animation in Dragon Ball Super, and it's just funny to me because people will say that Dragon Ball Super has horrible animation, but Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z had their moments of bad animation, too. Right. When you're doing a weekly, understand, a weekly first-run series, new episodes every week, that's how it ran in Japan. It was not broken up in the seasons like American TV shows are, or even how Dragon Ball Z was broken up in the seasons when it aired on Toonami. It's straight through for like nine years. It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard. I'm not saying that it's a good or a bad thing. I'm just saying it's hard. And not only that, the way I'm seeing this and hearing things from fans, I mean, I'm sure you've heard this too. Oh, I love the, the animation in the original Dragon Ball Z better. A I lo- do too, but that's personal preference. Absolutely. And not only that, 
nonetheless, it's still old animation. Animation has evolved and grown since uh, the animation in Dragon Ball Z took place. So it's going to look different. You figure it's going to look a little bit more 3D and digital because it is. And just based on the fact that you like something more doesn't necessarily mean it's better. It's just a personal preference. And I just wanted to make that clear because I could like something way more and, and say, oh, you know, it's just like saying I don't like uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think. I don't like this show because it sucks, but I've never seen it. It's all subjective. It, it really a is. A lot of butthurt fans too. So. And, and and also, I'm hearing that from people who haven't seen the show yet, and it's like it's unfortunate that you know sensationalized news on the internet becomes this because if you actually are listening to this and you have not seen Dragon Ball Super, you know, there Super is not a perfect series at all, right. uh, not even close. Uh, but the animation issues are not prevalent for the whole series; they're only prevalent for certain parts. And the reality is this: if you take any first run weekly anime, I don't care if it's Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Super, Naruto, One Piece, I don't care. And if you pause it at certain moments, you're going to see bad keyframes because yep. key, or I'm sorry, bad in-between in between frames because the in-between animators are paid a lot less. We're, we're gonna, you're going to get to that later, but yep. nonetheless, you're going to see it. So, but, so if you're spending all your time pausing the episodes for bad animation, you might not really enjoy the good things of Dragon Ball Super. Absolutely. So, with that, I'm going to go ahead and read something that my good buddy Ben the Dragon Baller did some research on and put together. And it's just going to explain um, how Toei goes about um, animating and creating a series. <clears throat> Excuse me. And where their money goes. So with that, Toei is a business just like any other, and they want to make profit. In order to do this, they set out a budget for creating a series and then do their best to turn a profit in the end. On average, it costs anywhere from 100 grand to 300 grand to create one 30-minute episode of an anime. Typically, most animation studios spend around 150,000 per episode. However, keep in mind that it's just an average. And according to one of his sources, the budget for an episode of anime is usually spent like this. The original work, I'm going to go with US dollars as opposed to yen. Original work is about $650. The script, about $2500. Episode direction, 6,600. Production, about 26,500. And then we get into the, the higher costs. Key animation supervision, about $3,300. And key animation period, about $19,000. In betweening, about 14,500. Finishing, about 15 grand. Art and the backgrounds, about 15 grand. Photography, around 10 grand. Sound, 15 grand. Materials, 5 grand. Uh, editing $2,600, and printing $6,600. And this is a list as of 2010, so I'm not exactly sure um, what it it's is now. now it's, right? it's probably higher. But that all adds up to around $150,000 based on the exchange rates from 2010. But why does this matter for Dragon Ball Super? Well, for starters, it's important to understand the money behind the episode of anime because then it is easier to understand the budget restrictions with anime. One of the biggest reasons an anime series can have spotty animation is because of budget restrictions. Low animation quality isn't a new thing with Dragon Ball. It has always been that way. However, the style of animating has changed. The fans have changed, and the standards of animations have changed. Toei Animation has a history of producing episodes with inconsistent animation, and one of the main reasons is the way they spend their budget. Toei typically works with some of the best advertising agencies in Japan, so they spend a lot of their budget marketing. This helps them produce widely popular shows like Dragon Ball, One Piece. However, that also leaves them with less money to spend on their animation quality. 
As a result, they will often outsource animation to cheaper studios in order to spend their saved money on advertising. On average, it takes 2,000 people around the world to produce a single episode. Each episode is animated by people, all of which have a unique, unique art style. So this will have an impact on the consistency of the art and animation. Not to mention the average salary for an animator in Japan is around 1.1 million yen a year, or approximately $10,000. That's not a lot, bro. Not a lot at all. They work long hours, and they're on strict and strange policies regarding who gets seniority in animating an episode of the skill level. So with that, there's a lot that goes into it, and it's hard to make... It's hard to really pinpoint where Dragon Ball Super has gone wrong. So what is your opinion on this, Danny? Well, there's two perspectives on it. Uh, Toei is a very strange company, okay? Um, very, very strange uh, compared to even like Studio Mad, uh, Mad, Madman or Mad, is it Madhouse? Madhouse, Madhouse. Um, because, yeah, Madhouse. Madman's the Australian distributor. Yeah, Madhouse distributor. Yeah, yeah, Madhouse. Uh, you know, people always unfairly compare Super to One Punch Man or shows like that. Well, One Punch Man had 12 episodes, um, high-quality animation throughout the entire thing. You only had 12 episodes, though. With Dragon Ball Super and other Toei shows, it's every week, like we talked about. Um, the way I see it is I have two different perspectives on it. Number one, I when you read these stories of how these animators get paid and the long hours and stuff, I really feel very bad and i don't know if it's i'm not gonna sit here and talk all political about you know whether or not it's humanly right for them to have to work for such little pay i mean we've got issues like that going on in this country now uh that's not really what this is about i do feel bad for them at the same time perhaps toei could take a different stance and maybe make the series uh maybe cut it up into seasonal arcs which i thought was i figured it would be a better idea for them to do it that way, but it's just not how they do things. You know, stuff just runs every single week. It's how they do it. They need the advertising money, like you talked about, uh, for commercials and merchandise and all that. So it's just one of those, like, not corporate America, corporate Japan problems. The, The thing is, when you go into Dragon Ball, you have to, I hate to say it, but you have to expect it. You really have to expect the same thing with like people comparing the resurrection F movie to the resurrection F arc. (laughs) The movie's going to look better because it had a much bigger budget. It's a full theatrical release. Uh, Tayo Shamamoro directed the thing, you know, he's a commodity over there. Uh, You know what I mean? You can't really compare it. So yes, the movie's going to look better. It's just, it's to be honest with you. I'm kind of my opinion. I'm a little sick of people kind of criticizing super for the animation. Yes. It's not great. Yes. They can be cheap when it comes to it but there's really nothing that can be done. And Dragon Ball has historically always had, you know, inconsistent animation. So it really, it shouldn't be a surprise. Honestly, it really shouldn't be. I don't, if I'm going into something and I know how it's going to be, it doesn't bother me that much. But I mean, nothing can excuse episode five. Episode five was just (laughs) really bad. But there's other issues with episode five. I felt episode five was one of the worst episodes, not just for the animation, but because of just how boring and repetitive it was, yep. uh, that's a different... I don't know if you want to get into that, but that's a whole different argument. Yeah, it is. But when it comes down to it, a lot of the issues with the animation, like you said, are time restrictions. Yeah, because they got to get it done. And I've heard stories that sometimes these episodes don't even get done until the day of or the day before. It's kind of like the whole South Park thing, how they do their episodes in six days. Yep. Very dangerous gamble you're playing with there. Yeah, and yeah. it's scary when episodes are completed with their animation the day of the airing, which really is scary. 
And yeah. um, <clears throat> if I'm not mm -hmm. mistaken, didn't something happen a while back where an episode or beginning of something didn't begin when it was supposed to because they weren't finished with the product? I read about that, not with Dragon Ball, but I read about that. That did happen. I think it happened with either an episode of Naruto or oh. it, was, it was a different show. <sighs> yeah. Oh, my God. But it's still, it's, it's not only Toei. There are other animation studios out there that are involved with the animation of Dragon Ball. And, I mean, they're outsourced yeah, to different Philippines places. Toei Philippines is a big one. Toei Philippines. And then you have uh, smaller studios in Korea that animate. And I also believe they were outsourcing to companies in Mexico. But don't quote me on that. Um, it, it, it's funny to me though, because if you go back throughout history, um, it just makes me laugh. The uh, one of the first Toei things that I ever saw is when I was a very little kid, and I watched the first five episodes of the 1987 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon. <laughs> and a little known fact: those were animated by Toei. Really? And what? Yeah, a lot of people don't know that. The first five episodes of Turtles, season one was Toei Animation. And it's crazy because when you compare the animation quality to those first five episodes to the remainder of the series, it's literally night and day because nothing looked as good as those first five episodes. And it's like whenever another company, and I think they also did Transformers the movie, so when another company, <laughs> I think, uh, not the Michael Bay one, so I think well, the, yeah. the, the joke is that when somebody else pays Toei, they do fantastic work. But if it's their own stuff, they get caught up in, you know, yeah. you know, stuff, I guess. I don't know. No, it makes sense. Yeah. And it's honestly, it's not really surprising because they don't have a very good track record when it comes to animation as a whole. It's just weird because they are the Disney of Japan, multi-million dollar company. Yeah. They're never going to not have money. You would think they would put more into it, but I, I, I don't know, man. My solution, if you were to ask me, would be... Take it, you know, slow it down, cut it up into arcs. We can wait another month as long as it looks better. I, I can anyways. Well, and we I'm do okay know they're it. capable of better work. We do know Absolutely. it. And especially Absolutely. since they did some touch-ups to Episode 5 in the first Blu-ray Blu release. It still sucks. But it yeah. does. It does still <laughs> suck. And there really, I, I really can't, there really is no excuse for that episode. But when it comes down to it, not every episode is as bad as Episode 5. But now everyone is looking for inconsistencies in the yes. animation based on that one episode. And they're going down to looking at in-betweens, which I'm sorry. When I'm watching an episode, I'm not looking for how crisp an in-between animation is. If the keyframes are good and solid, I'm okay with it. It's, it's about continuity at that point. I don't really care about the in-betweens and whether or not the line art is as thick as a keyframe or whether they're drawn or... Uh, animated any better or worse it's just to me it doesn't matter but now every there's so much nitpicking over every little thing that an episode can be incredible and there would be one thing that someone sees and automatically you know why well, I, I missed the old uh, animation in dragon ball z it's not going to be that way ever again it, that's the world in 2015 though i mean dude look at the force awakens okay i'm not going to go into star wars oh, but oh no don't star do that <laughs> star wars was a great movie it was there, there's people who criticized this movie by saying that it's too much like the original. And I'm just thinking to myself, I would love to make a film and have people compare it to a freaking masterpiece of modern cinema classic. It's like if you draw a painting and someone says, oh, it's too much like Picasso. Great. <laughs> How much can I sell it for? You know right, what I mean? exactly. Like, <laughs> that's just the world. I feel like if, honestly, I feel like if Dragon Ball Z started now, it would be the same thing. 
people criticizing, you know, oh, why is he an alien? Why is, is yeah. Gohan spending the whole episode, you know, with a with an orange tiger? People would <laughs> criticize it nowadays like they do everything. It's like the world has kind of become this, like, Little I girl. don't know, man. This, Little like, uh, uh, what's the word? Cynical, overly cynical, yeah. overly analytical and they forgot just to go in there and have a good time sometimes. Now, that being said, Super does have a lot of problems. I'm not even going to sugarcoat it that. It does. But I do feel like pausing an episode looking for bad frames is a waste of time because they're there. We know they're there. Even Resurrection F had bad frames. It did, and that was on a $5 million budget. Yeah. All of Super isn't costing them that much yet, which is crazy. But And yeah. here's, the, here's the other thing. Aside from the animation, which I want to get back into, the way people are picking apart the series... It, to me, it's it's mind-blowing because, number one, you knew what you were getting yourself into when you heard that there was going to be a Battle of Gods and Revival of F-Arc. You knew it was going to be repeated content. With that said, I'm seeing a lot of, oh, you know, the fight scenes suck, and uh, it's boring, it's not the same as it used to be. Well, first of all, if you saw the previous two movies, you know what to expect. So there's nothing to really base that on unless you didn't like the previous two movies. That's just the way I see it. We're getting some new content. Hopefully, the money they're making off of the ratings and, uh, I mean, the DVD Merch. sales, which, I mean, it, they do horrible in Japan as it is, but their rentals over there, they do fairly well, goes into the animation and content of this new arc we're getting with Shampa. With that said, I think we can expect a little bit better quality animation going forward, but that's not to say if something happens where, I don't know, they outsource again, or what is it with... Is it One Piece that's still going strong? Because I'm not a big anime guy. Yeah, One their animators Piece. are working One Piece on is like their cash cow. Okay, One Piece is still going because as far, I think I saw somewhere where a lot of the animators are still working on One Piece, and that's a lot of the reason why uh, Super isn't up to where people's standards uh, think it should be. But um, with but with like I said, we're getting a new arc. We're getting a, a brand new content. It's it's almost like judge me from this point forward because this was just a. Re- uh, in the way I look at it, this was a way to make money to contribute to newer content to make something better. That's the way I see it. I mean, I have concerns, though, and they're they're just kind of fanboyish concerns. I agree with everything you said. I just have concerns because I worry when this show gets dubbed and yep. we have the casual audience watching. And we're talking about mm. the really casuals, the ones that don't go to your website, don't go to YouTube. They They just... Remember Dragon Ball Z from 1999, and that's it. Ugh. And they see these retellings that it might turn them off. I would almost, and I, I'd hate to say this because I wasn't a huge fan of this, I would almost consider maybe going down the GT strategy of skipping the first two arcs and starting with the Champa stuff on television yep. uh, and doing a recap episode because now I think it's necessary because these movies just came out, yep. and I feel like in Japan that's more common than it is here. I think here people will tune in and say, well, I already saw Goku versus Beerus. I already saw <laughs> Frieza come back last year. Right. You know, it was... It was yeah. I have the Blu-ray on my shelf. Why would I see it again? I think that point. could be a problem in this country. Yeah, No, that makes sense. That's Wow, that's perfect. But I don't know if you realize this, but in, in seeing a lot of fans react to getting a new movie, getting new characters, getting, getting new content in general, didn't you notice that before there was a dub for Battle of Gods, a lot of your typical dub fans weren't fans of Battle of Gods, but as soon as it got dubbed, Everyone was a fan. Some people just love the dub. I mean, that's yeah. a debate that's been going on now for 20 years. You yeah. know what I mean? And I will give them credit. The dubs are a lot better now than they were. Way better. Way better. Way better than what they were. And 
better in their own in their own right in that their voices are a lot better. They're developed. They are better skilled actors. They're older. Um, just uh, every Barry Watson's gone. <laughs> oh yeah, and also, also, with the dubbing of uh, hopefully super eventually, I think that it's going to be the same thing that happened with Battle of Gods. People are somehow going to be. You know what? It's so much better when the dub came out. You know, I I, I do like this. So mm. I'm, I'm I, I truly believe that's what's going to happen because I saw it happen with Battle of Gods, not so much with Resurrection F, but I just think that it's going to be way better for fans to see it dubbed than they are right now watching it with shitty English subs. That's just <laughs> that's just you have to blame the nostalgia people though. Like that's the only reason why that even exists to this day because everyone's just an old school Dragon Ball Z fan and that's how they saw it growing up and that's how they want to see it now. Well, and they're not real anime they're, fans. They're, they're going to be pissed that Falcon are not coming back, that's yeah. for sure. Oh, I want People say are still waiting for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like in, in Titanic when uh, when the old lady's like waiting to live, waiting to die, waiting for an absolution that would never come. Falcon is not coming back ever, bro. He's never. not. Yo, I did some crazy research on that. That Me whole situation. Too. It, it is a, it's a shit show of what happened. It, it really is a dick slinging contest. It I hate is. to use that term. Here. <laughs> it, it's absolutely in, it's incredible. But um, yeah, he, he's not coming back. Great, but whatever. They should be. They should get a guy that's better than him then, and then remix the Super Saiyan Three Ascension song so that way everyone <laughs> can be happy and shut up about it. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what though. Uh, he okay, and this is no disrespect to, to, to Falcon or anything. I mean, I totally get like a generation really loved him, but the thing that people have to understand is that anime replacement scores are such a 90s thing, and Funimation, when they did theirs, was still very much behind the times because by that point, other you know studios were doing dubbing without doing replacement scores that's right. just an error that's not coming back i just don't see it coming back there's no there's no way to justify the cost either way yeah it's true not only that, we're gonna I've, watch super no matter what i think it's a <laughs> yeah. pretty big insult to the series when they replace scores that that's just my opinion i know i hope i hope you're right though about um about super getting better i'm sorry go ahead i do i do think that um but yeah just a whole replacing of a score i i, I feel is an insult to the series as a whole that's just my opinion but I know, but I, I mean that's true. But like, that's not gonna change how, like, you know, the fans that we're talking about right now, like how they're gonna perceive Super and and like their like almost empty expectations from Super. With like, it's like, oh man, like why does why doesn't this sound like Dragon Ball Z songs? Well, back to what you were saying about nostalgia. It's hard to kill someone for having a nostalgic view because nostalgia it implies an emotional connection so you know it's like yeah it's a nostalgic feel when you see something like this so you can't take that away from someone but it's getting past the nostalgia and having an open mind which really can make super enjoyable and you have to look past this the animation and and look forward to new content well, that's because what that's saying. what it's that's what's going to happen we're going to get new content hopefully it's better Hopefully it goes in the direction of the manga because I'm really liking the way the manga is going. Oh, yeah. I don't know about what do you about you? What do you guys think of that? Well, one thing I will say to what you're saying is I, I'm with you on that except for one thing. Sure. The casuals 
they're not going to know there's new content coming. When this thing starts airing yeah. on Toonami, they might give up by episode six. They're going to be like, wait a minute, this is the same as the movie? Screw this, I'm going to go play Fallout. They might just give up. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? And that's the concern that they don't even... We know that there's a whole other arc coming. We know that, but they might not know that because they're not on the web. They're not... You know, they, I mean, they might eventually come to the web, which right. will help all of us out. We'll all get a new audience. But at the same time... They're if they're just casual fans who just don't care anymore. And oh, I remember Dragon Ball Z when I was younger. Oh, what's this? It's the same thing I saw, you know, when I was in theaters a couple of years ago. I don't want to watch this. And then they're done. They don't even know who Champa is. The, the only way they're gonna see Champa or Champa, excuse me, Champa, is if they see him in the intro. And is that gonna be enough to entice them? I don't know. Yeah, but plus you have a whole different generation of fans who haven't even seen the movies. The younger I, generation. I, I, I know they're out there, but I, I've never seen them. <laughs> well, I, what was it? I saw <laughs> yeah. someone conducted a poll. Uh, who do you prefer, Linda Young or Chris Ayers? And it was overwhelmingly in Chris Ayers' favor. So the generation gap, I don't know if it's changing, but people are starting to grow to like Chris Ayers' Frieza as opposed to Linda Young. So then you have your kids. You figure your kids might be involved in that because Kai, when it first aired, had Chris Ayers. You know, they, they weren't around for Linda Young Frieza. So you have to figure a lot of yeah. the younger generation are are exposed to this content, and then there are some that aren't. So we, we don't know. And with all due respect to Linda Young, Chris Ayers is Frieza, bro. I mean, Chris Ayers' <laughs> performance is Frieza significantly it's incredible. closer to Ryusei Nakao than her. It's incredible. It really she, is incredible. He's an animal, bro. <laughs> yeah, he was really good. I, I At first, I was... See, because I'm like, not... I don't know. I wouldn't really call me like call myself like a nostalgia freak like hard but i just like you know original because when i hear that the japanese cast was all the same and then like i heard that ours weren't all the same i was just like oh well, then it's not like real kai like if we can't get like the exact of what japan's getting except in like the english version but then well, they lied to you, man, because uh, Roshi's voice actor passed away. Yeah. Um, Tenshin Han's passed away. Yeah, and I, yeah um, I remember that, too. A, a bunch of them passed away, So, because yep. there are some changes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, you know, with, with as in regards to Frieza, like, at first I was like, okay, I got to get used to this now. But then it wasn't too hard, because especially, like, when you hear it in, like, Chainsmoker full, Frieza. full movie theater sound, like, speakers, and, like, and just how, like, the voice actors sound, like, way better in that format like yeah chris is uh you know he is pretty incredible here to stay but anyway back back to topic uh danny do you have anything to add about the animation i mean i know you spoke with i'm sorry what did you say his name was uh tokyo something yeah, his name is Thomas in Tokyo. Uh, he's on Twitter as Thomas in Tokyo. What, what happened was when the whole episode five debacle was going down, I had his name's Thomas Romaine, his real name. I went on there and I found this guy who essentially is, he works in Tokyo, and he's not American. He's French. Uh, or I'm sorry, he's not Japanese. He's French, and he works there. And he pretty much gave me the dirt, I guess you could say. Or actually, he tweeted it out, and I asked him if I could put it in a video about how it works. I mean, if you want to, I can pretty much tell you what he said um, about a little more about what you said. Sure. I mean, if if you want to, you, you could skim it, go through the just important. So basically, points. no, it's fine. So basically, what he says is that because uh, he works there, he says that some of the 
He says, some people like the animation producers, the director, and some designers and production assistants get a salary during all the production process, so the schedules are kept short to limit the global production costs. But most of the animation staff are freelancers. See, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, he says, the cost of having everybody working in-house would be unbearable. Only one studio was able to do that, Studio Ghibli, who I believe did all the Mononoke um, like the those movies, the the the, the Disney cr- collaboration. Maybe that's gotcha. why they were able to do that. Yeah. But the problem is not that the studios are greedy. The Japanese animation studios are small companies struggling with the budgets allowed by their clients. Now the thing is that Toei is not a small company, so I don't know if that applies to them. Right. Um, he says they are not right holders. They usually do not make large benefits and are not in positions to invest their own money into the IP they sometimes create. I, the thing is that Toei is such a big company that it doesn't really apply to them. He then goes on to say that the budgets in Japan for animation are extremely low. This is going back to what you were talking about. Right. In the 60s, succeed his crazy idea to produce weekly animated, uh, animated shows. Osamu Tezuka asked the, animator, the animators to make a lot of sacrifices, work very hard for a very low pay. The same standards are still here 50 years later. So this is one of those problems that seems to be a, a, a countrywide issue. Like, right. this is not something that can be resolved by going and creating phony polls on the internet or tweeting to Toei saying you want better animation. This is like a, a nationwide thing, like a political thing. That's why it's hard to talk about because we can't really make these changes. You know, it's just how it is. Right. Yeah. It says here that on a TV series production, an animator gets only around $40 to animate one cut from layout to keyframes. In between, you only get about $2 a drawing. So that might not seem like a lot, but you have to make it a decent enough drawing and, you know, decent enough to make air. And plus, um, if you outsource, it's going to be cheaper. But yeah, way cheaper. Uh, it says here, to make a living out of it, animators need to work fast and cannot afford to work exclusively on one show. A large part of animators are freelancers who work, on several so- work with several studios at the same time. So it's but, just the problem that that's how... It is over there. I don't really know what to say. The only thing is this, okay? Dragon Ball Super has a lot of problems. This is kind of like my stamp on it. It's got a lot of issues that I... It's definitely... I did a video on, on um, a, a little while back about is Dragon Ball Super a, a disappointment? Because I feel slightly disappointed in that it, I felt like it should have been better. I felt like, you know, not just the animation, but if they were going to retell the movies... I felt like I wanted them to really expand upon the lore a little bit more. And they are kind of doing that now with yeah. the Champ with the Champa stuff. So I'm okay with it. But, you know, certain I had problems with the Resurrection F movie. Like me, this is just my opinion. I like the movie. It's a fun movie, but it has no second act. There's a lot of inconsistencies and it's essentially has no story. It's like Frieza comes it's back to rushed. life. It is very rushed. Yeah. He comes back to life, he fights, he loses. That's the story. I had this vision in my head of this, like, epic quest of, like, Frieza comes back to life. He can't beat Goku. So what he does is he figures out a way to tap into some god power by finding some artifact in space. You know, some real, like, Mm. have the whole movie about him. And then he comes back and he still loses because of his arrogance. And, you know, I wanted (laughs) him to, like, you know, kidnap Trunks and kill Tarbull. They could have made this. This Resurrection F movie, bro. With the character of Frieza and then the dichotomy between him, Vegeta, and Goku, I feel this could have been the most epic Dragon Ball movie. Like, can you imagine? This is just me marking out as a fan right now. Sure. Can you imagine how awesome it would have been if during the fight with the Thousand Soldiers, you imagine if it was like 10,000 and they brought back like 
17. They brought, <laughs> they had to go find his ass. They had Boo in there. They had Tao. Like, they have all these characters we haven't <laughs> seen from, from Dragon Ball history. Like, the oh tournament guys, God. like Bacterian, and every character that's still alive in Dragon Ball is helping fight these guys. This could have been the ultimate Dragon Ball movie, and I felt like it was just... The cameos. Oh, man. Dude, just that. Can you imagine how many times the movie theater would have popped? They yeah. could have done this thing where, like, I'm just in my own head here, bro. Yeah, whatever. They could have had, like, please, continue. All the Earth fighters are fighting Frieza's soldiers, right? And meanwhile, Frieza's off fighting Goku, you know? So you're going back and forth in two cuts. And then, like, Frieza reveals that he has a thousand more guys. And it's like, oh, shit. And then the Galactic Patrol shows up, so then they help. So it's, it's just the craziest, like, war on earth it could have been like the final dragon ball story like wow. yeah. this you know what i mean that's how i pictured it like this is we're no super this is the end of dragon ball we're gonna go out with a bang huge epic finale and then uh, this is gonna be controversial but vegeta should have gotten the kill i agree dude no, i agree i, agree. I need I agree. to listen to your like your your Dragon Ball stories more often. I'm so upset about Resurrection F now. <laughs> bro, bro, like, I had this idea in my head. This is all just me as a fan. Yeah, they yeah. didn't show Frieza's training, right? They should have had Frieza training with the, the Frieza, Frieza, you know, the yeah. uh, uh, um, song. Yes. And they should have had him training and had it just be a total parody of Rocky and then have him in <laughs> space. <laughs> this would have been so awesome. And this is all ideas out of my head. He's in space training, right? Blowing up planets is training. And then it ends with him like bench pressing like a, a planet. Like he bench presses a moon. Right? And then he looks at the camera and goes, I think I'm ready now. Like that would have been awesome. And then running upstairs. Dude, that would have been so great. And then he's like, you know, he's all like, you know, he's like a, a immature, right? So you got to have yeah, yeah. Tagoma and Sorbet, or it would be Sorbet, Tagoma was dead in the movie. Sorbet's <laughs> like telling him, no, sir, you have to keep going. Like, you know, like Mickey, like do like Mick and Rocky. Dude, oh my God. so much potential for awesome stuff, dude. And then you could have, I had this awesome final scene where like Frieza killed Tarble because Tarble was still, quote, canon. I hate using that word, but he was still, you know, they didn't write him off. They didn't super. Right. Tarble shows up. Frieza kills Tarble, and then he tells, you know, and I was going to say maybe he kills Trunks, maybe he doesn't. Oh. I don't know. That might be too dark to kill a kid, yeah. even though it's Dragon Ball. It's still modern Dragon Ball. But I, I would have loved it if, like, Frieza would have, like, killed Tarble and then told Vegeta, you know, I, you know, or maybe, he, okay, maybe he kidnaps Trunks, and he's, uh, he's torturing him, right? And he says something just to Vegeta, like, I killed your father, I killed your brother, I killed you, and I'm about to kill your son. And then that's when Vegeta freaking unloads yeah, on his flips. ass and ends up getting the kill. See, that would have been the best. Dude, people would have been throwing babies in the movie theater. <laughs> babies would be flying <laughs> in the air. Can you imagine the reaction from people? Oh, I, I, I know. I would have been freaking out. You know, I have this strange feeling, and I have since day one of Super, that somehow, or for some reason, they are going to actually change the ending of Frieza's death I hope and make do. Vegeta the I mean, hero. When are you uploading this 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 podcast? Because it may have already aired because we're, we're right around the corner from that episode airing. Oh, that's true. We're only two weeks away from that episode uh, as of this recording. Yeah, well, today is the 7th, so we'll see. So that episode should actually be on the air on by the 23rd. So, yeah, we, okay. we might already have aired. I don't know when you're uploading this. I'm just saying. Yeah. But... I would be okay with that. I'm just saying, like, like I'm, I'm sorry for going off on that tangent. No, it's love, fine. It's fine. I just the idea of Frieza coming back, bro. Yeah. And getting a new power, dude. You know what would have been awesome if he would have fought Boo? Because we never <laughs> yeah. saw like two villains fight. 
Like, he goes face-to-face with Boom. He's like, oh, you're the Majin Boom my father told me about. He throws one of those pink discs at him that he threw on <laughs> Namek, and it just cuts right through, and then Boom puts himself back together. And then Freeze's <laughs> reaction could have been like, what? Like, just that reaction. He ends up beating Boo, but just that reaction of him going, what? Like, I think would have been worth it. Like, there's yeah. so much stuff they could have done, but I'm sorry. I'm, I'm thinking about what, what I wanted Resurrection F to be, which, again, you got to be careful with that because, if you, you know, your fanboy fantasies don't happen... You know what I mean? You Huge end up let being down. let down. <laughs> Dude, now I <laughs> feel know? let down, man. Yeah, oh. this kid's crying next to me. <laughs> Dude, He's eating chips and now, crying. All they need to do is just bring back Broly. And then, oh, my God. Oh, that would make me cry. And then uh. the other thing that would have been cool, bro, like I had this idea. I don't know what you guys think of it. I haven't talked to you guys about this idea, but let's pretend there's no super. Sure. And let's pretend that Resurrection F was the last Dragon Ball story takes place during the 10-year gap. They could have had Freeze that killed Beerus. I'm talking about he kills him at yeah. some point in the movie to prove his new power. And that would have really, like, dude, wow. seeing Beerus get killed, people would have been losing their shit. Yeah. Then the yeah. movie ends with Whis telling Goku. This is all in my head. Whis tells Goku, he goes, in five years, there's going to be a Tenkaichi Budokai. The reincarnation of Majin oh, Buu will be there. Oh, my God. And he's going to tell him, he's going to say, I need you to bring him to me because that's the new God of Destruction. <gasps> You've just totally made the ending of the series a million times better with that one line. <laughs> you made the end. It actually means something now. Oh, man. That oh, would have been my. great, bro. No, that you got some crazy Dude, imagination, bro. This guy's a genius. They needed him to write for the damn <laughs> show. <laughs> Holy. No, man. but I think that would have been great, right? He, like, And then you, you go back and you watch the end of Z, and it's like... Okay, now it actually means mm-hmm. a lot more than what we thought it meant. Then yeah, you, then you'd true. be like, "Oob is such a godlike character." All of a sudden, you never see it. <laughs> yeah, you were take. He's taking him to go meet Weiss, and that's how the real ending of the story is. So you you haven't changed the ending. You've added another layer to it, you right? Know, but it didn't happen. Maybe it'll happen in Super with somebody else. I don't know. Uh, you know, I my expectations are. It's hard to say high expect. I have high expectations for what's to come in Super, but I have better expectations than what I had going into Super um, for through the first two arcs than I do uh, for this next arc coming up. But it, b- back to the animation, it's just I, I can't say it enough. It you have to look past a lot of the inconsistencies surrounding the animation and just realize that. It's 2016 and Dragon Ball's on TV. <laughs> yeah, like get real, people. It, it's yeah, un- I mean, it's I, unbelievable. I've you can criticize it, but don't let it ruin your experience. That's the way I've always seen. Of it. course, it, it's absolutely true. You know, it's you know, you you, you hit the nail on the head. Are you hit the head on the nail. Hit the nail. Yeah, I hit it. I'm busy. I'm looking at something, so I'm like, oh shit! I totally just forgot what I was saying. But yeah. Uh, you guys have anything else? I mean, any anything else to add? I'm sure you have a couple stories, Danny. <laughs> About what? <laughs> I don't know, just anything. You you went off, so I'm, go off I'm some s- more. I can I'm listen sorry, to Danny. I, I just I'm thinking back to when that first Resurrection F took trailer dropped and all the fantasy that I had of what they could. Because when I saw Jocko in the trailer, I was like, okay, they could they could really do some stuff here. Because if Roshi's there fighting with yep. them, I was just thinking to myself. Dude, that would be so great if they brought in, like, 17. Because all the 17 fans, there actually are, like, hardcore fans for, like, 17. Because, you know, they like him. Like, I've, I've seen them comment on my videos. Bring, you know, make them happy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just everybody is happy, and they didn't do it. But, no, I'll, as far as the animation goes, just watch the series. If you want, honestly, my opinion, the best stuff that Dragon Ball Super's done 
my opinion, has been the non-movie adaptation stuff, the in-between stuff. Yep. I love the comedy stuff with Vegeta. I love <laughs> the uh, training with Whis. I That's one of my favorite episodes, the one where Goku and Vegeta go to train with yeah. Whis and Beerus. So much fun. That, to me, is the best stuff they've done. And really looking back, we're, all, we're not going to know this for a couple more years, but when you look back on it, maybe them adapting the movies was not the best idea. Maybe. Yeah. I say maybe. Maybe they could have started with Champa and just done something fresh from there. But it is what it is. And I think in the future, most of us will probably do like, we'll watch episodes one and two. We'll watch Battle of Gods. We'll watch episodes like 14 through 18. Then we'll watch the movie. Then we'll, you know, maybe, maybe. There's different ways to do it now, but... One thing you can do is argue canon because there's no such thing anymore. Exactly. It has been, really. Yeah, it's true. We, we were actually just discussing that before. And that it, it would almost just make sense to watch Battle of Gods, watch Resurrection F, and then watch the Shampa arc. That seems like it would make the most sense. I mean, really, if you want to get a quick dose of it. It'll save you a lot I, of time, definitely. Yes, I agree with you 100%. I mean, you might miss some of the good stuff like the training in between the movies, but you can always find it. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. and I think that they're doing a lot of fan service, bringing back certain characters, <laughs> aka the frog, like Ginyu, <laughs> <laughs> the frog. I I liked. Um, they brought back uh, Mr. Satan and Boo's dog. Yeah, that was kind of for one episode. Yeah, uh, that was good. That's what I'm saying. There's there, they could do that kind of stuff and pop the audience. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm yeah. I'm okay with it. I like the fact that now apparently we're going to get, like, a whole bunch of new lore because we're going to find out where the Dragon Balls really came from. Right. You know, with the with the, the Zarama or whatever, Jarama, the, yeah, yeah. The, the, whatever. And then uh, <laughs> that Yoda space that knows everything. Yep. Uh, so there's a lot of news. That's what I'm most excited about. So there's still a lot of fun stuff coming, I think. Yeah, I agree. And hopefully it lives up to the hype that the manga's given it. I swear, the, ma- the manga, I, I mean, I'm not a big manga reader but manga reader <laughs> manga reader but i'm enjoying the manga and i'm hoping they go in that direction because the way the the manga is being presented i think that it would fit well in the anime yo all i'm saying is that i could listen to danny's stories all day long <laughs> <laughs> what story you mean my fan fiction dude they are stories that need to happen <laughs> well, well okay here's the thing i'm just gonna say this all right write it down and i'm paper. not comparing myself to anybody they're too good I, I, I thank you. That, it means a lot to me. Trust me, it does. Um, <laughs> look at Star Wars, all right? J.J. Okay. Abrams took over for George Lucas. People thought that Lucas was behind the times. Mm-hmm. Um, Toei, I don't know, maybe. Maybe Toriyama. Toriyama, I've noticed lately, doesn't... Toriyama's not one of those guys that goes through his stuff with a fine-tooth comb, and there are fans who probably remember stuff better than him. Oh, so, yeah. So how would you feel? And I'm not saying me, but I'm saying... How would you feel now in 2016 if Dragon Ball continued with a different creative mind? And now, no disrespect to Toriyama. I'm not saying he's completely out of it, but I'm saying I feel like in many ways, if you took the Dragon Ball characters and you gave it to somebody who grew up a fan of the series, is familiar with the series, and has some fresh ideas, it might actually be better. It might, it might not be like GT. It might actually be really, really good. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, going off of that, I definitely would like to turn to Dragon Ball Absalon, which is like a fan-made... That's very polarizing. (laughs) It's a fan... (laughs) Well, you know, for those that don't know what it is, it's a fan-made animation uh, that's like a YouTube-only thing, and I believe there's only three episodes out. Um, One episode a year. Yeah, and... You want to complain about Super. (laughs) But, I mean, aside from... 
you know, and people complain about the animation for Super. I mean, the animation on Absalon is, you know, not, you know, that great. Especially since it's a one guy doing everything himself. So, um, but I, I like it. I like watching it for the storyline and how they decided or how he decided to take, to make it take place, uh, like, years after Goku uh, goes off with Shenron um, in GT. And, like, I don't, I just really like what he decided to do with, like, characters like Oob and Pan and their kids and Gohan becomes ev- what everyone wanted him to become again. And that was, you know, an amazing fighter, godlike, you know, all that kind of stuff. And you see Goten and Trunks and then even future Trunks gets brought back into the mix, you know, and as well as, you know, characters like Broly that he's not back yet but he was already teased that you know that he was one of the reasons why the uh I guess like Lost Sands or whoever these new this new breed of villains that are on earth they are looking for warriors and Broly is one of those warriors that they're pretty much going to bring back um and like you know just stuff like that like that's why I bring up Absalon because you know if you do put you know, the series into the hands of people that grew up with it, they love it, and, you know, they they, they have all these fresh ideas, just like you were saying, like, you're going to get something pretty freaking amazing, as long as it's, you know, within some creative, you know, reasoning and boundaries, because sometimes people's, you know, ideas can get pretty whacked out, but, you know, I will then tell them to just hit you up and... <laughs> you can just that's where that's going yo yes because everything you said was just <laughs> this, this is going? a proposal dude you and i'm pretty sure anthony was recording me oh, yeah, i got a pretty good reaction to yo this story. i'm literally sitting here with my like jaw drop like as this guy is saying like all his fantasies and what he wanted <laughs> resurrection i'm like yo now i'm thinking resurrection like i i i really thought the resurrection vet was really there's no good. of please resurrection f my bad <laughs> resurrection f Okay. It was a fun movie. It was yeah. good. It was really good. It was, I liked it a lot better than Battle of Gods. But now, after hearing all that, I'm just like, yo, Resurrection <laughs> was garbage compared to what I just heard. Like, if it was like that, man, yo, that, oh, man. I would have never complained ever again about uh, anything. No, I think it would have. And it could have been, like, the ultimate story. The thing about Absalom, though, that's funny, is I've that I've still it's never so- seen it. You what, have. Absalom? No, I haven't. I've showed it to you. Yeah, like, you show me pictures. No. All right, we'll continue. You continue. you may hate it or you may like it. It's like the most polarizing thing ever. Some people say it's what it's the direction Dragon Ball should take, and then some people say that well, it's like a punk rock emo, um, Americanized, uh, you know, HBO cartoon version of Dragon Ball. That that's what somebody oh. else said. <laughs> the thing accurate. is, I, I, it with Melavelli. Uh, who's the guy who makes that? Mm-hmm. Um, I okay, it's like I respect him, <laughs> but it's to me, it's not Dragon Ball. It's his version of Dragon Ball, right. but it's lacking two things. A is too serious. It's way too, and that's good. I mean, again, it's 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 a different perspective. Um, and B, I think it's lacking like the Toriyama kind of you know lightheartedness to Dragon Ball, and in that. Yes, there are times when the series can be, you know, dark, you know, especially the the future trunk stuff. Um, you know, maybe the saddest stuff were those two TV specials, Bardock and Trunks. You saw people get wiped out. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like so it's I think it's lacking that, like that extra like touch. It, it's more like 
it is very Americanized. That's the other thing, too. It's very, like, his vision versus, like, Toriyama's vision. I feel, personally, my opinion, that if you were to do something like that, you should try to make it so that it's an homage to Toriyama's vision, like J.J. Abrams did with Star Wars. It still feels like an old Star Wars movie when George Lucas was not crazy, um, you know, <laughs> when he was him, the old George Lucas, but it's still with his own flavor and, and a good story. So it's it's just really polarized. Some people hate Absalon, some people love it. But the problem with Absalon is that now that Super's out, the interest level in Absalon's a lot lower mm, because we yeah. actually have authentic new stuff. So Melavelli's kind of like, well, I mean, I can't compete with Toei. Yeah, you know, they're, they're they got the voice actors and stuff. They got the real people. What can I do? Yeah, yeah sure. I, oh, not to I mean to add on to that. He actually I actually remember watching a video that he put out a while ago. Um, he and he was actually like reaching out to the fans, and he was like, you know, I know my stuff is serious, and like I actually need people. I need people's help to write jokes because like I don't know like how to make good jokes and he wanted the jokes for Gotenks because he wanted to you know make the characters that you know are supposed to be comical and like you know obviously like you know go that that's like Gotenks because Gotenks is you know even though this would be a, a somewhat of an adult version of Gotenks you know Gotenks would still be corny and have his like poses and say his like you know ridiculous move names or whatever um and you know he 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 admitted it. He was like, "I'm not funny, and I need people to you know give me jokes for Gotenks." And yeah, it's almost a little too dark in some ways too. Yeah, like I I, t I definitely agree with you on that. But like you were also saying, like a lot of people you know did enjoy Absalon. A lot of people didn't. But you know those that did, they looked at Absalon as like the next best continuation to the story of you know, Dragon Ball as a whole, you know, especially continuing after GT. And now that Super's out, it's kind of like the demand of Absalon is, you know, pretty much, you know, diminished if there's any at all. Yeah, so. he should probably focus on doing mini movies versus one episode a year. You know what I mean? I think that'd be a better <laughs> idea, like self-contained stories, because one episode a year, man, that's, you know, people are going to forget about it after after a while. I hate to say it, but no, I'm just being yeah. honest. Yeah, like, and, it's, and it is weird because... He he puts out like trailers of like like all these side stories that have to tie in with Absalon, but it's like like I'm sure if I were to check now on his page just to see like if he has updated anything on yeah he's YouTube. at the episode four trailer which yeah might not, we might not get to like August yeah like <laughs> it's been such a long time and like that's the thing and like my brother you know huge dragon ball fan and when i showed him this he loved it because again it was a continuation to gt so any type of like l close to being kind of legit looking dragon ball even if it was a fan made thing you know he's all for it you know cuz he's seeing the characters that he grew up with on you know tv and loved watching blah 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 and which is you know good enough reason to want to continue watching anything you're enjoying but you know you know, it's yeah. it's you lose you you lose the audience if you're not as consistent as you know people would like. So, yeah, and my thing is I'm conflicted because most purists hate it, and so by definition I am supposed to hate it. I mean I don't hate it because I'm a little more open minded and I understand the direction he's going. Like I understand what he's doing. That's the thing. But most Dragon Ball purists who, you know, are purists, who, who just love the series in any language and just dig it and read the manga, they, most of them just hate it. I've noticed most of his fans are the casual fans from back in the day. 
Um, there's a few exceptions, of course, like yourself, but nonetheless, mm-hmm. uh, it's. I feel like the guy has a lot of talent, but I do feel like he's um. Uh, what's the word? He's in over his head. He needs like a whole team to do this. One guy by himself, man. That's yeah. That's quite the, yeah. He's only he's only doing it. Like I, I I'm not gonna lie. As you can tell, I did follow like Melavelli like for a while because of Absalon. No, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> but he seven day theory. He like he actually <laughs> tried to put up like. It wasn't like a GoFundMe, but it was like one of those pages. Patreon. Yeah, like he had like you know a thing where. People could donate to him so that way he could afford to, like, get help and get, like, a team together so that way he can put out more episodes. And originally, I actually remember this guy saying that he only wanted to do three episodes. And I just looked right now, and episode four has been out for two months. Oh, I thought it was the episode four trailer. No, it's a whole 17-minute, 31-second video, and and it has 699,000 views. So so we got two in one year. Yeah, uh, technically, I guess, because, yeah, because episode three came out five months ago, which is weird because it's... Well, good. If you can put him up every five months, then he's all right, I guess. I don't know, man. I don't... Yeah. I'm I'm not really into a lot of Dragon Ball fan projects. A lot of them kind of suck, to be honest with you. Yeah, like, like, and I'm just (laughs) scrolling through his, like, videos. Like, he just has a bunch of random scene tests and, like, like, essentially teasers for characters that have not even been shown off in this and then of course if you keep going he just has like all his other animations for like naruto and bleach that he's done and you know stuff like that is that the guy who's given gohan some pretty good fan service yeah that's what i'm saying yo gohan had the super saiyan 4 fur because he was super saiyan and then he made (laughs) him transform into ultimate gohan 2 Oh, no, like, see, that's what I'm talking about. That's that fan stuff, boy. That, <laughs> it's like, he was mystic. Like, he was... He, and, and he brought Broly back, by the way. Oh, my God. I it's totally for those fans. I can't wait to watch episode four. Absalon is for those people. I'm not going to say who. I'm going to say <laughs> Me. those people. Them. Just them. Them. They. The ones that are over there. Yes, those. I actually, you guys should probably do a podcast about that one day. Because uh, me and my buddy Black and Fist had a discussion about, like, yeah. the two different kinds of Dragon Ball fans. There's more than two, but <laughs> there's, like, say a there's very... More. Yeah, but there's, like, a division line. Like, there's the fans. Like, it's weird. It's very weird. There's the fans that will talk about how much they love Broly, the fusions, and the forms. And that's all they really focus on. And then there's the fans who kind of care more about some of the other aspects of the series and, like, the development and, like, the characters and, like, the the themes. And I've noticed that there's a very strong division line because I've been... I mean, I haven't been to conventions, but I've talked to Dragon Ball fans that are, like, casuals, and a lot of them have a totally different perspective on the series. You know, they just... Yeah. It's not anything bad. It's just, you know, it's just a different... It's, a, it's very weird. It's very strange they perceive the series a certain way. It's... I don't know. I just wonder if Toriyama tweeted out some like some like inconsistent stuff, which seems to be his thing. Yeah, he doesn't tweet, but let's say he did. I wonder if I would have the balls to actually reply back and be like, "That's not what you said in '96, but yeah, it's okay. Right? I still love you." Yeah, you know, you and you're sitting on a pile of money, swimming in it. Yeah, you know, to, to, to essentially do nothing but make phone calls and do a couple of drawings. That's all he does. I mean, yeah. all he does now is just draw a few things and make a couple phone calls. He doesn't, he doesn't, even, really... he doesn't even need to draw anymore. Well, he needs to draw the character designs, and that's it. From then on, the yeah. animation studio does everything else. Yeah, well, oh. in terms of manga, he doesn't. Have to, he's not even doing the manga. No, he's not. That's, that's what I'm saying. He's <laughs> sitting on a pile of, of, 
of cheddar cheese <laughs> for doing almost nothing. But to his to his credit, <laughs> not literally cheddar cheese, but to his credit though, um, he did work from like 1978 to like 1995 nonstop every day. So I will give him that. He kind of earned being lazy. Of course. Right. Yeah. I wish I could do that and retire at like forty with like a million. Oh, he's got millions. There's no question about it. No, he'll be fine. He had millions before Dragon Ball, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. Doctor Slump was massive, so he was oh. already wealthy on it. He was already on his way. I didn't realize that he he got so much money from that. Yeah, Slump is like. I I, I know I know all about Slump. Believe me, I didn't realize it was such a money. Well, I don't know about maybe I'm over exaggerating the millions part, but he yeah. had a lot of money. I know that for sure. Yeah. Hey, I want to touch on on Super real quick before we, we end this. Um, I, I want you both of your opinions on uh, Vegeta's character in Super. Okay. Because the way I see it, it's just, in in my opinion, and I I'm very I'm a realist. So when yep. I when I look at Dragon Ball, character development in terms, or yeah, just character development as a whole, I don't really see much character development. In, in, in any of the characters other than Vegeta. I agree. So with Vegeta's character development, I thought it was somewhat fitting for him to be the character he is in Super as he is right now. What about what do you guys think? I definitely agree with you on him on, on him being the most developed as far as you know where he stands now in Super. I mean, and not even just Super. Look at look at how he started from the bottom. And now we're here. Oh, God. I did not mean to do that, but it <laughs> happened anyway. <laughs> so, like, he started as a villain. Like, super arrogant, cocky. He's the prince of all sayings. You do it better than I do. So you want to you wanna give the fan? Come on, just do just it. Just talk, please. All right, whatever. <laughs> so he starts off as the prince of all sayings. He gets beat down by, a, a, you know, a supposedly a measly saying or whatever. And then he sees that Saiyan become even stronger than him, surpass him. Then he looks to himself, pretty much goes to the brink of death so that he could just try to become an equal. And then still somehow him and his son become <laughs> stronger than him. And he, you know, he goes through all this tr- like back and forth with himself. He even freaking commits suicide with the boo hey? thing. Oh. Yeah, like, and then, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, he comes, <laughs> he comes back, oh, like, it's crazy, but, you know, in, in all honesty, and then, like, you look at Super, and then it's like, you know, he's now, he married the richest woman in the world, bro, forget that one, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, there you go, and then it's like, you know, you come back to it, and Vichita is, I, I feel like, with the direction that they're going in, I really feel like, there's going to be a part, a good section of Super that he's going to surpass Goku. And I really hope, and I say for a time, because being that Goku is obviously the main you know, protagonist here, it is Dragon Ball after all, um, you know, I feel like for a little bit, you know, I hope it's like a good maybe five, ten episode length that Vegeta is like, you know, you know, a whole level ahead of Goku or something. And then obviously Goku's going to catch up and then probably even, you know, ascend, you know, even further. But, you know, I really feel like, yeah, Vegeta has gone through, you know, a lot of character development from where he's been to where he's going now. And it's just going to keep continuing. And I really hope that that translates over to how they're going to end 
uh, the Frieza fight with him being the one to take that W. Yeah, I guess that so. makes sense. What about you, Danny? Well, yeah, I agree with everything you said. I was just actually going to summarize it by saying that, yeah, Vegeta does have the best character arc in Dragon Ball Z, uh, specifically Z because he wasn't in Dragon Ball. Right. Um, right? Because, you know, like everything you just said, he, he has the best arc. And it's funny because a lot of people will say that, a lot of Gohan fans specifically will say that, they wanted Dragon Ball to end with the Cell game. That should have been the end of the story. Goku was dead. Vegeta retired. Gohan was the, the new protector of Earth. That's the end of the story. And I like that idea. But the one thing about the Boo saga is that we got that finality of Vegeta's character arc where he sacrifices his life. Uh, he Well, before that, he commits a very selfish act in allowing Babidi to convert him into Majin Vegeta or whatever and right. to fight Goku. And kills off the, uh, the the stadium people at that time. You know he needed to become a Majin to uh, to essentially kind of put away his quote good side that he was trying to suppress. And you notice that ever since it's a very deep story, man. This is some good writing because you notice that Vegeta was fine until Goku came back. Essentially, the funny thing about Dragon Ball is bad stuff happens because of Goku. That's yeah. the reality. Yeah, he's the reason why this stuff happens. So. Vegeta comes back, or I'm sorry, Goku comes back for that one day in tournament. Vegeta gets picked, you know, from the uh, from the random uh, balls or whatever. He gets, <laughs> you know, booked against Goku in round one. So he's all happy. He's like, okay, I get to finally fight this guy and see if I can beat him this time. So everything's all hunky-dory. And then Kaioshin shows up. Oh, well, we got some more important stuff to do. We gotta, You're going to have to hold off for a little fight because we got to go check out this wizard and all this crap going on. So poor Vegeta is wanting to fight Goku for seven years, finally gets his chance, and it's taken away from him. And then they go through all that stuff. He figures out a way, okay, I'm going to fight Goku no matter what. I'm not going to let Babidi and the Supreme Kai ruin my day. Right. So he does all that stuff so he can fight Goku again, sacrifice his life when he realizes that he was wrong because Goku even yelled at him during that whole thing about how, you know, you're, you're being selfish. I don't forget what he actually said, but he pretty much was... He basically told Goku, oh, well, I don't care about my wife or Trunks. And then that's when Goku's like, you're a liar. Like, that whole back and forth was just really good writing. Right. Sacrifices his life. Later on in the series, Baba gives him one day back to Earth to help. Yep. And then when they make the wish to bring back people who were not evil, Vegeta's halo disappears. And Goku is like, wow, that means that... You're not evil, like, right. and, and that was the that was the character arc for Vegeta. Yeah, that was the character arc for him. Like, it was that moment when he when his halo disappeared and he was alive again was like it. Like, he's officially a good guy now. And as far as him and Super, I don't know if he's gonna surpass Goku. They're I think the way the manga's going, they're pretty much neck and neck. Yeah. So I think they're probably gonna stay neck and neck. And to me, that's probably the safest decision. Because the Goku fans will be pissed off if Vegeta passes him, and the Vegeta fans are going to be like this again if Goku passes him. Probably not as much as the Goku fans. But still, I just see them kind of being neck and neck. I still believe in my heart of hearts, honestly, I believe, and I know that's going to sound like fan servicey, but I do believe that at the end of the saga, at the end of the series, we're going to see them fuse one more time. <gasps> it was already teased. <laughs> Why are you wait? What 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 is this reaction? That, that's his. Oh my God! He just said what I've been wanting to to hear for the last two hours. <gasps> wait, okay, okay. serious question though. Ramen ad? Are you are you Gochita referring to? Gochita or Vegarot? 
No, oh I think Vegito, bro. Don't say Vagarot, bro. I have this shit. <laughs> no, um, Vegito. Vagarot. Um, here's why, though. I have a very good theory as to why it's possible. Because in the manga, we found out that the dragon can grant um, the wish of splitting up Platara fusion because... Yeah, with Kaioshin. Kaioshin is now two different and people Kibito, again. We yeah. haven't seen that in the anime yet. Did it, you read the last chapter? I read that chapter. Yeah, Kibito and... Uh, yeah, and I, I told you. Oh, all right. Well, I read it. <laughs> <laughs> so that tells me if they tell Goku and Vegeta, hey, so you guys confused, but don't worry about being stuck together forever. We can always wish that you defuse. <clears throat> then I figure they fuse, they make, you know, SSGSS Vegito, and the universe implodes because <laughs> it's too much power. <laughs> I don't see why they wouldn't do that. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just being too much of a fanboy. Nope, nope. But they're going to have to... I mean, the thing is that the villain that they're going to have to fight has to be somebody so powerful that Beerus can't do shit. We can't do anything. It's got to be somebody who's that level of strong and they get, they have to do it. I don't see why they don't do it. And then that kind of power is like... I don't know, bro. That'll crack the entire yeah. multiverse in half. I feel Actually... They, they also teased Gogeta in the ramen ad. I don't know if you remember seeing that. Well, th- well, two questions. I mean, I'll, I guess I'll ask, I guess both of you this. Like, I feel like at now at this point, since Vegeta is so open to like doing whatever it takes to like you know excel and you know improve on himself, if it came down to a fusion, like why not learn the dance? You know, like, and I feel like he would now because before he's like, oh, I'm not gonna do that stupid dance or whatever. But they did it in the movie, and I, whatever. They did in GT. Yeah, in GT. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, I, I mean, the thing is, because remember, they're teasing this. The thing is that they are teasing this because at the end of Resurrection F, you know, Goku's like, hey, so, uh, you know, what do you think about if we work together? You know, and then Vegeta's exactly. like, I'll never do that. And then Goku was like, I agree, you know, right? But it's like. I feel like they wouldn't tell you that if they weren't planting the seeds for something later on. Right. Yeah. Right. So yeah. uh, I, I that's again, that's just my like uh, guess as to what they're going to do. So I'm thinking that if they do have to fuse, I don't care if it's Gogeta or Vegito, the villain is going to have to be somebody who's legitimately like so scary that nothing can be done. We're talking about like the Dragon Balls can like he's. You know, the Dragon Balls are pretty much, like, gone. It has to be something to where all 12 universes are in danger. Like, it has yeah, to yeah. be that level. And I don't even know what... I don't even know. Toriyama come up with that part. Now, they well, have to. In, in relation to that, what you said, my other question was, you know, and neither of you can answer this, but um, why wouldn't something like Vachito or Gochita, whichever the fusion is, why wouldn't that be a good enough reason to just fight Beerus because my thing is looking they at... they have too much pride. They want to beat him on their own. That's, um, my, that's my guess. Yeah, and that's, that's, a, that's actually a good guess, an educated answer, too. I would take that. But because the way I'm seeing it, I'm looking at their, you know, how they're kind of building that up is they keep emphasizing on how, you know, you guys are too prideful. You want to, like, you know, always take the win for yourself and all this stuff. Exactly. But then at the same time, it's like, Weiss has even said it, if you just if you guys just work together. And then I feel like they're just going to click. It's like a light bulb's going to go off, and they're going to be like, why don't we just fuse? And then that's because right now they're thinking about it as them two fighting Beerus at the same time. 
but it's yep. like you know they're still they're going through the same training they're both at the same level of saying why not just you know either well, that, that. kind of goes back to what I was saying about Vegeta's character development though think about it he's at a different place now and I think the appropriate term to say to to basically explain his development is maturity he became a very mature character in his development mm-hmm. to the point now where they're sparring with one another yeah so that's what I'm saying like why like he I don't I feel like he wouldn't be opposed to it now yeah but, well, but I, I don't think he I, okay I don't think he would be opposed to it but I don't think it's going to be beer that's the catalyst it's all about the catalyst right of course I think it has to be somebody who is beyond any of these guys because remember beers is kind of like their pal now like they're on his team right you know uh, they're kind of buddy buddy, you know. He's letting his master train him. Beers could have just told Weiss, "Don't train them," and I'm sure Weiss would have obliged because they're kind of boys. So I feel like Beerus is not in any way afraid of Vegeta and Goku. I mean, maybe a little bit, but not enough to where he's gonna, you know, do something dastardly. Right. I don't think he cares. I think it has to be somebody who's like a bad, a, a, an evil, evil son of we a know bitch. It'd you know, be funny you know though. What I mean? Yeah, like, what would be really funny about that is that if, like, let's say they do the fusion, right? And then, like, they, they fight Beerus as, like, a, a kind of, like, a test run to see how strong like they really are. Like a training run. Yeah. Okay. They do that, and, like, you know, the fight isn't a full fight. It's just, like, a little bit. And they do save this fusion for, a th- like, you know, what you're saying, a be- like, a even badder character yeah, I think like the, the 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 secret of the drama is that nobody can beat him unless they fuse. If they can't fuse to make Super God Vegito, yeah, they can't win. That, but that's again, that's all fan service stuff. I'm just saying <laughs> that it has to be like a desperate thing. It has to be like like with Boo. Yeah, right. and then like and then but then like you see Beerus on the side, or he'll say it to Whis like you know he like they could have. They could easily defeat me now as as Vegito, <laughs> and but but that's like something that they would never know or even think to even try to do because you know that they're he beer like they're they're boys like you were saying but Beerus and Weez are basically their senseis so they would not really think that I because obviously they would try to just you know I will, I'm sure even after the fusion they would still try to be like all right I want to still beat you on my own or something like that most likely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I also would like them to do something where Vegeta actually shows that he cares about Goku, like, even more than ever. Because that's the real development. Not just right. that he respects him, like, at the end of Z, that he actually, like, cares for him as a brother. And it might seem uncharacteristic now, but if they write it correctly and they build it up right, I mean, it could be, like, the real final arc of this thing. Is that, okay, we're the last two left. Us and our family, we kind of have to stick together now, and I think that's a real mature way of looking at it. At this yeah, point. man. That, oh, see, they need to, they need to call this man up and start writing. Start. <laughs> I would love to, bro. You know, except I'm not gonna work for you know ten thousand bucks a year. No problem. <laughs> that's where they're screwed. Yeah. yeah that's true. Even if it's Dragon Ball. <laughs> yeah, seriously. But Give with me that, JJ Abrams Disney money, bro. I'll take that. For real, seriously. I think anyone would. But anyway, with that, we've been going on for pretty long. This is fun. I think we should bring it to a close. Continue this conversation another day with some new content. I I agree because I could I could I could talk to Yo Danny. Danny I know an animator. I know I know an animator who's looking to, you know, expand. So oh, what's he looking to do? You know, he's looking for stories. He is. I I'll show you some of his work. Okay. He's really uh, really good. 
Right right <laughs> now he's doing it just for fun. I'm sure you guys can work together on something. Too. Dude. It, it's actually really awesome. I'll tag you online. Really, really, really good for someone who just started uh, within the year. Danny, make these dreams happen. It's on you, man. You could do it. It's yeah, on but you. these are Dragon Ball stories. I can't write for that. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I would love to make my Resurrection F movie, but it's probably never. I would love to actually, but <sighs> I actually wrote like a, I wrote like a, a, a basic outline of, of my version of the movie, and I don't know. I think I lost it, but oh uh, no, it, <laughs> dude, it was it was crazy because in my version of the story, Frieza took Whis's staff. <gasps> and use the snack. Like, what happened was Whis was too busy eating sushi, which is total Toriyama humor. <laughs> Frieza sneaks up, grabs the staff, and shoots Whis to another dimension, like, Ooh, to trap him there. What? And the whole reason I wrote that was because where's the drama if Whis can save their asses? That's the problem with Resurrection F, bro, is that it was lacking drama because we knew if Frieza got past Goku and Vegeta... They weren't, he wasn't going to do shit to Beerus, and he sure as hell wasn't going to do anything to Whis. So it's like, where's the drama? But if Frieza can sneak by, you know, sushi-eating Whis, <laughs> take his staff and blast him to, like, some other, you know, like like the trident in Little Mermaid, shoot his yeah. ass to another galaxy, he's a non-factor now, right, and right, now right. we have to deal with this on our own. Like, I, you know, you got to write stuff like that to kind of tell the audience, you know what I mean, that... You know, that's the kind of ideas that I had for Resurrection F. I, I, I really wish I could one day make that movie, but it's probably never going to happen. <laughs> that is hey. so cool. One can dream, right? Yeah, I'm going to be dreaming. <laughs> You're, uh, you, he's supposed to be dreaming. He, dude, he's the one doing it. <laughs> dude, oh, man, dude, I've had dreams about this. I'm telling you, bro, that bench pressing the moon thing, bro, especially if you have them, if you have Frieza dressed in like, uh, in like, like a hoodie. Superman shit. Just, just oh, in a hoodie. shits and giggles. You know what I mean? Yes, that see that's fan service right there. Just dressing these villains like, like Frieza like in a tracksuit, <laughs> like Gohan. Shut up. Well, well, remember, remember, Chilled did wear a hoodie. Yeah. So it, yeah, it's not out of the character to have him do that. So maybe he could dress up in like a hoodie, like a, yeah, like a tracksuit with like an F on it. That's that's oh. kind of like the goofy Toriyama humor, and you could even have the F like the. You know, the F logo with the little squares around it, like for the movie. That's the kind of stuff people want to see, bro. And a Tory bot on the back of the tracksuit. That would be awesome. See, that's what I'm talking <laughs> yeah. about right there. See? No, and then oh. during the during the big rumble, a Raleigh shows up and oh helps them out. Too. Screw it, bro. Pro, put everybody in there. Put yeah. everybody in there who we haven't seen in years and years and years and years. And then have all the hardcore fans say, Oh, look at that. And then have the casual say, well, who is that? And then the, you have the hardcore kind of explain it to him. And you have this yeah. whole, like, you know, it'd be a good experience. But it's all in my head. It man, sucks. It, man. Sounds good to me. We, Let's end on a high note. Let's yes. not talk any more all garbage right, on right. Dragon Ball I Super. I won't mention anything <laughs> else. So, Danny, what do you say you give yourself a plug? Tell everyone where they can find you. All right. <laughs> Thanks. This was a lot of fun. I want to come back and do more. But Please. Hell yeah. Please. Find me on, on YouTube. Look for Geekdom101. I do videos about Dragon Ball, Star Wars, and film reviews. Um, I have a series. I'm just going to promote it real quick. Yeah, uh, called Dragon Ball In-Depth, where I look at the different in-depth perspectives of the series. Um, like, you know, I've done a whole history of Bardock, like production and like the character history, uh, history of Beerus, history of Frieza, like, you know, just different stuff like that. I, my most recent one was Can Goku Breathe in Space, where I went like with the manga the dub the japanese i had to like get all this information so i work really hard on those i have another series called dragon ball lost in translation where i talk about some of the changes between the japanese and the english version that's really cool um, not just like script changes but like overall like 
you know, my first one was how to pronounce Saiyan or Cyan or Cyogen and why right. it's such a, you know. And then I did one about, like, how the androids are actually artificial humans, right. but two of them are actually androids. The other ones are cyborgs. Just all this confusion. Did that, um, the real names of Majin Buu. And then I have another series now called Geekdom Quickies, which is pretty much, like, quick three-minute tidbit videos. <laughs> That's genius. I what, the, t- the quickies? Yes, the what it's called. That is great. I I just, yeah, it's just little wacky. I might not just do Dragon Ball ones for those, but uh, lots of content there. I also have uh, Dragon Ball theories and explanations, like, um, uh, for example, I did one, does Tagoma have the biggest jump in power ever? Because <laughs> um, you can make an argument about that. Yeah. Where me and some other people talk, like, why did Vegeta really cry on Namek? We talk about that. We <laughs> talk about, uh, I can go on for days about that, just saying. <laughs> good. Good. That I love that. And then I did one about does Goku really care about Bardock? And the answer is no. Uh, he doesn't <laughs> give a shit. He doesn't even People need to get over that, bro. He got daddy issues in this community, bro. Goku does not care, okay? Speaking of daddy issues, let's <laughs> talk about Vegeta crying on Namek. <laughs> um, but so, yeah, definitely check check out the channel. Hopefully there's something there. If you like Dragon Ball, there's a lot of stuff to consume, so I'm very proud of it. Um, and thanks for giving me the opportunity to promote it here. I yeah, appreciate absolutely, that very much. man. And I'm happy to have you on. We had a good time. Oh my god! And I, I'd love to do this again sometime. We gotta talk some more. And uh, and Rojas, you can promote your channel too because I know you got your thing going on. Okay. You do? Let's let's go to it. All right. So you could uh, follow me at uh, Uchi Games over on Twitter, Instagram. Um, you can look me up on YouTube and Facebook. Just type in Uchi Games. I do a lot of uh, Super Smash Brothers. Another like. Uh, fighting game. When's Goku gonna be in Smash Brothers, bro? Dude, um, another podcast, please. <laughs> <laughs> another. It's like it's, it's like he should be there. He really. But should. Nintendo's even worse than Toei. Overhype. Yeah, but you know <laughs> that being said, yeah, just go ahead and follow me. Oh yeah, I'm on Twitch too. Uchi underscore games. Um, I stream a lot of Smash Brothers. Stream. Uh, other games, fighting games. I haven't gone to uh, like other genres yet, only be just because I haven't. But I plan on it eventually, and I mainly run uh, Smash Brothers tournaments. So, but you know, as 2016 rolls, there's other games that are coming, like Pokémon tournament. That I'm definitely looking into getting, um, featuring I on my still channel. I can't believe that's real. I played it in Japan. It's really fun. We also played. No, no, it I know it's real. I'm just saying I'm still stunned at the fact that they actually made a game that's yeah. Pokemon and Tekken combined. I, yeah. I, I would have never believed it. It's actually pretty unique. Um, we also played it in the city. Oh yeah, I, I played it that one time. Yeah. yeah. And then we had to leave. Yeah, then we had to leave. Yeah. But so yeah, there, there. Thanks, thanks. Yep. And as always, you can find us at DragonBallInsider.com and on our Facebook and Twitter and Instagram pages. Uh, we're there. We're always updating some content and. We try our best to stay as accurate as possible, and I'd like to think we do a half-decent job because we don't have a terrible reputation. So Yeah, yeah. But with that, thank you guys for joining me. I had a great time. Good conversation, and I'd love to do it again soon. Please. I need more stories. Yes, we need some more stories. Dude, story time <laughs> with Danny. You, you want to you end this on a story, Danny? <laughs> We'll be here for another hour, dude. <laughs> I'll be like, I, I did one. No, look, the Resurrection F one was just one that I had thought. I, I I'd have to really think about it because I really like Dragon Ball, man. I just here's a story. All right, I'll give you a quick one. All right, and one after that. Wouldn't it have been better if, my opinion, wouldn't it have been better if when Sapopovich beat up Videl? This is my like number one most annoying Gohan moment in the series. Oh God! If Gohan would have just gone in there, tore him apart, like I think that would have been better. Like I didn't like the fact that. 
he he didn't do shit. Like I just feel like he should have just gone in there and killed him. Like that's a quick story right there that I wish they would change about the series. No, Your would be girlfriend gets beat up by some guy on roids. And you're just gonna sit there and watch. Like no man, that was the beginning of the end for Gohan. The way if you ask me, that mind blown. So true. There you have it. So true. Geek them with the stories. Yes. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoy. Please subscribe on iTunes, YouTube, wherever you want. We're there. Just search for us. <laughs> Dragon Ball Insider, DB Insider, whatever you want to search. Once again, thank you, and we will talk soon. Thanks, guys. <laughs> I'd like to ask for an opportunity to to dub the Latin American dub. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, all right, man. Cool. I'm glad you think we have that sort of control, but no, thank you. Please ask Toriyama to bring back Broly. Please. (gasps) Yeah, I love this guy. (laughs) (laughs) Please. (laughs) We want another Bardock movie. Yeah. Oh, God.